0: Okay, good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning for the Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer Around God's Word. It's Thursday, November 2nd, 2023, and today we continue our catechesis through the gospel, excuse me, the gospel, the, uh, the book of Joshua, the first of the... What do we want to call those books? Uh, It's not the book of the Twelve. It's not the prophets. It's not the book of the kings or the judges. Uh, Well, it's beginning the narrative history of Israel in the promised land. We'll put it that way. All right. And so we'll look at that, Joshua chapter 3 today. Yesterday was All Saints Day. If you uh, weren't able to join us last evening, uh, the service is available on the streaming platforms. The sermon is available as a separate video uh, on YouTube or as a podcast uh, in the audio which is my preferred method. I don't know that I'm much to look at. And of course, the scripture teaches us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, But hearing uh, can be a visual art too, right? So, uh, and that's, I suppose we have video here as well, available to you as an option, right? Even if it's not much to look at. (laughs) Good, well, let's begin. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God, the Father almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, and the, excuse me, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived, there we go, um, by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, our psalm for the week, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. You'll note um, there's a couple of ways to determine what is the central, perhaps, theme um, or central text of a psalm. And uh, it follows Hebrew patterns of thought, which are different than uh, English. Uh, in English, uh, or in the Western world, we tend to be either um, didactic. Well, didactic is right. We tend to be um, to... Uh, ah, I lost the words I was going to say. Well, the way that we teach uh, can work two ways. I'll just give you examples, and maybe the words will come to me. Um, the first would be to, to articulate a thesis... And then give us some proof of that thesis and then to summarize the thesis again at the end. That's kind of the basic pattern of um, of of speech for us, if you're trying to prove a point. Um, that Oh, the other word I'm thinking, that's deductive. There we go, deductive. I got it. And then uh, probably, probably the second most common is what's called inductive. This is kind of story form, you might say, where um, you might have an idea introduced, but then um, the conclusion doesn't come until the end. Right? So they don't necessarily reveal the conclusion at the beginning, but instead um, lead you to the conclusion as by going through evidence or, or steps. Right, And that's the story, right? You don't know how everything's going to turn out until the end, but you kind of, you maybe have ideas as to which direction they go, but then the story leads you along. Right, um, I don't tend to find that very common, either form, deduct, deductive or inductive, in the psalmody. A lot of times we have, and I've shown you this before, the central idea is at this, is at the, actually the sent the the literal center of the text, and then the ideas work work towards it, towards that central idea. I don't know how you want to. <laughs> I don't have the mechanics here. Something like this, right? And then it works out and works back towards it. Okay. Um. In in which case here that would be verse seven, uh, roughly, right? The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, which is repeated at the end and is really the assertion at the beginning too. God is our refuge and strength very present help in trouble, all right? Um, Here in this psalm, it's a repeated idea that's kind of like a refrain, right? We hear that um, expressed in a couple of different ways. I would suggest that at the center is the holy habitation of of God, right? Um, The city of God, the fortress, the God of Jacob being our fortress. And whatever enemies um, or whatever assaults come, whether it's from nature or creation, right? Uh, Or it comes from uh, civil authorities, Right Nations and kingdoms, um, or if it comes from warfare, whatever assaults the city of God, none of it can stand against God himself, because God is with her, right? He's with us. So that's the idea there. Now let's see uh, what uh, Father Reardon has to say. Actually, you know what? Let's do that tomorrow. Let's just do that. Tomorrow. I just talked about the psalm. <laughs> we'll uh, cover it again tomorrow. All right, memory verse. We'll see this play out a bit today in our in our text for study. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Genesis 3, verse 15. Catechism, second article of the Creed, explanation. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, Purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil. Not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death. That I may be his own, and live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. Alright. First reading today is from Galatians 5. You remember yesterday, Galatians 4, he established... Um, that we are not children of Hagar of the bondwoman but of, rather of the slave not of the slave woman the bondwoman but rather of the free woman of Sarah all right and so now we hear what does that uh, freedom look like stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage indeed i paul say to you that if you become circumcised Christ will profit you nothing and i testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor, to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. All right? So without the command of Christ, um, no circumcision required, right? And, uh, no we, our, and our faith in Christ is actually given to us by the Spirit, working through the Word and through um, where the Lord has attached His word, namely to the command of, to baptize and to teach all things, right And also, of course, His body and blood in the supper. Right? That's the righteousness of faith, is to receive um, Christ for faith, for righteous, or in faith, for righteousness, um, by grace, where He has promised to be. right And the key here for Paul is that um, the purpose of the law has been uh, completed, actually, in Christ. He has fulfilled the law. It is finished, he said. And so now to return to the law, um, you will lack any kind of promise. And even the promise that the law made, right, that you could live by it, um, was a false and misleading dream, as we sing in our hymn. All right, So stand fast in Christ and be free. Don't return again to bondage, to slavery, to the debt of the whole law. Righteous live by faith. Good. All right, and we see this play out, of course, um, with the people of God, with Joshua. Uh, more or less, of course. <laughs> not perfectly. Um, not even slightly perfectly. Um, but again, only by the Lord's giving, because faith is also a gift. All right, so let's read, and then we'll uh, discuss. Joshua chapter 3. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove, and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. So, or, And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that you may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you have come to the edge of the water of Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. So." Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will, will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore take for yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one man from every tribe. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaratan. So the waters that went down into the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, failed and were cut off. Then the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. All right, let's work through uh, the text here. So, um, the river that they camped next to, of course, is the River Jordan. And uh, how many days before or passed before they were given directions about crossing over the Jordan? Mm-hmm. Just as uh, Joshua had said, three days, right? Three days. Uh, who would lead the people? Or rather, what? Or is it who? Mm-hmm. That's the Ark of the Covenant, of course. Um, According to verse 4, why did they need the Ark um, to guide them? Is it verse 4? Oh, yes. For you have not passed this way before. So the Ark had to show them the way to go. Hmm, this sounds familiar. John 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Right? Jesus is the way. That's why I said who or what. Hmm, good question, right? Uh, Why did the people have to stand... 2,000 cubits, 3,000 feet, what is that, roughly about uh, 1,000 yards away? Because the Lord was present with the ark. The Lord will do wonders among you, right? Don't come near it. The the pillar of fire and cloud, right? Uh, What were the people to do to prepare? This is all the people, not just the priests. Sanctify yourselves, that is, um, set yourself apart by the word of God in prayer. Right? We heard about that last night. Actually, we could have talked more about prayer. The um, sermon was already running a bit long, so just cut it there. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Right? Uh, what did the Lord promise Joshua in verse seven? Ha, promise. That's gift, right? I will exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Right? Uh, Moses was exalted, of course, in a similar incident back in Exodus uh, 14 at the Red Sea, right, where all the nation passed through the sea. And, of course, this is related to the life of Christ, both Joshua and Moses, and the Jordan, Matthew chapter 3. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Right? says the Father of the Son, as he stands in the waters of baptism at the Jordan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jesus is exalted by the Father as well. Of course, that's actually part of his humiliation, as we say in our systematic theology, but there you go. Uh, what were the priests to do with the Ark? Of course, carry it, but... Carried into the midst of the Jordan River, stand in the middle of the Jordan River with the ark, right? And then um, what did Joshua call the Israelites to do? Verse 9, listen to the words of the Lord, right? Come here and listen. This is always, uh, seems to be the hardest thing, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, the Lord has uh, is working for them great salvation and uh, delivering to them a great gift. Um, all they need to do is listen and, and do what he says, right? Um, but yet listening and doing what he says is like the hardest thing, isn't it? It seems. Mm. Um, And then they will know for certain that the living God is among them, as he does not fail to drive out all their enemies before them. All right. Then we have this interesting choosing, right? Um, Take 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe, right? And uh, they too go with the priests, it appears, right? And when the priests stand in the water with the soles of their feet, that's a key, Huh? Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news to the poor. Uh, what is that? Isaiah 45, right? Then uh, yeah, the, st- the waters will stand up as a heap, will be cut off and stand up as a heap. The water is coming down from the, Gal- from the Sea of Galilee towards the Salt Sea. And then we find out that it's actually harvest season, although I suggested to you yesterday, we already knew that from, uh, uh, or at least it was hinted at, with the flax on the roof uh, with Rahab, right? Uh, this is significant, by the way, as it says because the jordan overflows all its banks right so this is not just a little uh, creek bed or something this is actually you know a um, burgeoning river and so uh, obviously shows the significance of the um, of the miracle and by the way uh, it does give you a place Zaratan adam that's about 15 to 20 miles north of um of the city of, Jer- of jericho so you know about that far upstream the name of the place is interesting Adam, right, that's pointing us back to creation, God placing his, uh, his uh, creation in the garden, right, so maybe likening Cana then to a new garden. People cross opposite Jericho, right, not surprising, and then uh, the priests, of course, stand in the middle uh, of the river with the ark as they go through on dry ground. So, um, in literature or in music, we call this recapitulation or a recap, right, um, You see this pattern established frequently, God delivering his people through water, whether it's the flood or it's the Red Sea or now the Jordan. um, This is is what God does. And of course, these are all patterns or types that you would look to the waters of your baptism, I would suggest, for your deliverance from sin, death, and devil through water into promised inheritance. All right. And that's, of course, indicated too, maybe by the third day. Israel was to go forth on the third day because the new Israel, our Lord Jesus Christ, would go forth on the third day after his death. He had come to set his feet in the water of the Jordan, that he might draw us all through the waters of holy baptism and bring us into the promised land on dry ground. Our Lord stands in the midst of the baptismal flood as our ark, that we might not drown but live. As Joshua summoned the Israelites to hear, so the Father called out the Son's baptism, that we are to listen to him and find life. With his own feet, our Lord crushed the head of the serpent that we would not perish in the muck of the river of death. The waters piled up at the place called Adam to show the need of all men to be freed from the curse of Adam and walk through death to new life in the second Adam. Through him, the whole church will be delivered safely on the shores of heaven itself. Right. Patterns and types, shadows as we call them. Right. There's only one story in the Bible and it's the story of death and resurrection, whether it's through water or through baptism. Um, you know, that's how Paul does it in Romans 6, doesn't he? We have died with Christ, therefore we are alive in him. Again, listen to last night's sermon, um, and you'll get more on that subject. All right, let's sing a few stanzas of our hymn, For Jesus' Blood and Merit.
1: with God what then can daunt my spirit however dark my road my courage shall not fail me for God is on my side though hell itself assail me its rage I may There's nothing that can suffer From this great love of God No want, no pain, whatever No famine, peril, flood No thousand foes surround me For slaughter mark their sheep they never shall confront me, the victory I shall bring.
0: I imagine this is the kind of hymn that you would sing as you were going into Canaan, right? I'm at peace with God, what can dot my spirit? Even how dark my road, courage will not fail me. For God is at my side, hell itself assail me, its rage I may deride. Right? Now, uh, question Explain again the water at Adam. They didn't cross over there, correct? They crossed over across from Jordan. Adam was about 15 to 20 miles north, upstream, right? No, the priests were with the ark, right? So the water stood in a heap at Adam, right? And then it was dry ground for about, you know, it would dry out over the next 15-20 miles until you get to the ark, and then further downstream. And the people were to cross over, you know, a thousand yards north or south of the ark itself, right? But um. There's the idea that the waters there, you know, waters can save, but waters can also bring death. So the waters of death are held up at Adam, see, Adam, who brought death into the world, right, Um, by his sin, and the waters are stopped there, and the people pass through alive on dry ground, right, by the ark, who is our new Adam, Jesus. So there's all sorts of, uh, um, I think, subtle hints there as to the picture of the Christian life and the salvation we have in Christ. Death is, is is stopped, right? It's like Jesus holds up his hand and says, no more. Beautiful, isn't it? All right. Uh, today is not a feast day. That was yesterday, of course. Um, of course, uh, our, our Mexican brothers and sisters have the Day of the Dead. De- what is it? Dia de Muerto? I don't know how to sp- say it in Spanish. Um, it's actually All Souls Day uh, in the Roman Catholic tradition. So they separate saints, those who've been set apart um, through acts of miracles and whatnot, from Souls that are in purgatory—that would be today. Uh, none of that pious. It's Im- I would say it's impious actually, because it's contrary to God's word. But uh, uh, that tradition we reject entirely. All right. So let us pray. O Lord, keep your household, the church, in continual godliness, that through your protection she may be free from all adversities and devoutly given to serve you in good works. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray today. For the church and her pastors, for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, musicians, and other servants of Christ in his church. For the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray today, it's November 2nd, yes, with Marlene, who celebrates her birthday. We also pray uh, for the households of our church. That of uh, Ron and Nancy, Karen, Graydon, Joan, Philip and Julie, and Carol. Pray for our catechumens, Wyatt, James, Aaliyah, Cole, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. All those who are ill, receiving treatment, or recovering, Allison, Joe, Dennis, and Lynn, who is now home, recovering from surgery, Christopher, Sophie, Brad, Ron, Doug, Donna, Joan, and Sandy, Wendell, Darlene, and District President Willie. Pray for our homebound, Marcy, Dan, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for our mission of the month, LCMS World Relief and Human Care. And we pray in intercession for those grieving, especially the family and friends of Marian, uh, who died in the Lord this week. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, that's our Congregation of Prayer for today. Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. It's so good to have you with us here. Thanks for the question. Um, And of course, uh, yesterday's All Saints Day service is available to you. You can go watch that. Um, Although, you know, it's better in person, of course. Um, We miss the voices, especially when Last night we wanted to sing a few All Saints Day hymns, church triumphant hymns, um, but lacking uh, as many voices. You know, it's a little bit more challenging, but uh, we put our best into it. Um, but regardless, uh, the sermon's available there, and uh, so you can listen to that. Uh, try to challenge you a little bit as to think about uh, what does it mean to be the Holy One, a saint? Where does that come from? Uh, how does God make us holy? All of that. All right, so God be with you all. Keep you safe, and we'll see you again in the morning.